The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints that lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden for eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. And all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days she fell sick and died, and when they washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, entreating him, Please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he had come, they took him to the upper room. All the windows stood beside him, weeping, and showing tunics and other garments, which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed. Then turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, rise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And, she, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord, glory to you. At that time, Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, in Hebrew called Bethsaida, which has five porticles. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and troubled the water. Whoever stepped in first after the troubling of the water was healed of whatever diseases he had. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been lying there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is troubled, and while I am going another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your pallet and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his pallet and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath, so the Jews said to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your pallet. 
But he answered them, The man who healed me said to me, Take up your pallet and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your pallet and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well, sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you. Christ is risen. Christos Anesti. Do you remember someone in your life who maybe didn't say much, but said something very important to you? Although that person didn't say much to you, perhaps what he or she said had a large impact on your life. When I was in junior high school, just started as a seventh grader, such a thing happened to me. I was in the dreaded Mr. Skoog's gym class. No relation with our Skoogs. At least they're uh, they're they're not admitting it at least. The dreaded Mr. Skoog's gym class. During the first day of class, I spoke out of turn the dreaded Mr. Skoog confronted me after class in the hallway. He probably thought I was going to be a troublemaker like my brother, my older brother he had a few years before. So the dreaded Mr. Skoog confronted me. He grabbed my arms and lifted me up, lifted me up off the ground about two feet. I don't think you can do that anymore. (laughs) Lifted me up off the ground about two feet and told me not to talk out of turn but to listen. I told him I was sorry. Mr. Skoog then told me, if you're sorry, then don't do it again. It wasn't so much so that I was impressed or affected by Mr. Skoog picking me up off the ground. It was his words. If you are sorry, then don't do it again. Those words really affected me. Oh, that was probably the only life lesson I ever learned from Mr. Skoog, the gym teacher. It was an important one. He didn't say much to me, but what he said was important. We all know that our Lord has given us many life lessons when we read the Bible 
And when we read the Bible, we hear these life lessons and take them in. Today in the gospel, we heard the well-known story of the paralyzed man whom Christ healed. I would like to look at three short sentences which Christ spoke to the paralyzed man. Christ said very little to the paralytic, but still his words were life-changing. He said three things to the paralytic. Do you want to be healed? Rise, take up your pallet and walk. And finally, see you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. Even this man who was just healed of his paralysis, he needed a reminder. Even this man who was healed by Christ himself needed to be told, sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. Even this healed paralytic needed to be told life-changing words. Even this paralytic needed to be told to repent. For us today, we are willing to receive God's healing, but are we willing to repent? Sometimes we come to God demanding things instead of trying to do his will. Sometimes we want, to, want God to do things for us rather than submitting our wills to God's will. Sometimes we want God to do things for us rather than us doing things for God. Sometimes we complain about our situation, have a bad attitude towards God or the church, instead of being open to God and his calling for us to repent. But what was the paralytic's attitude in the gospel lesson today? St. John Chrysostom in the 4th century, early 5th century, remarked on the paralytic's attitude. When Christ asked the paralytic if he wanted to be healed, he could have given a dis disrespectful or bitter answer. St. John Chrysostom noted in a sermon once, he was not angry at the question, nor did he say, did you come to mock and make fun of us when you ask us whether we desire to be made whole? But replied gently and with great mildness, yes, Lord. St. John Chrysostom further remarked on the paralytic's response, saying, at once he heard and arose, and becoming whole, was not disobedient to him that gave the command. So the paralytic immediately did what the Lord told him to do and took up his pallet and walked. But that was not the end of the story. Later, the paralytic was found in the temple praising God. His response to this miraculous healing was giving thanks to God and confessing that God, what God had done for him. In fact, when some people criticized him for carrying his pallet on the Sabbath day, he professed that Jesus had healed him. St. John Chrysostom called that an act of great courage. Then, when Christ saw the healed man in the temple, Christ said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. 
This was the third and final thing Christ told the healed paralytic. Christ told him to repent. Christ's words to the paralytic, although few, were life-changing words. God's written word guides us. God's word is life-changing. God in his word can help us be patient in illness, like the paralytic. God in his incarnate word can heal us. God in his incarnate word seeks to raise us. But more important than raising us physically is raising us spiritually. Repentance is the greater healing. This is more important than physical healing. God continually offers us a chance at the greater healing, repentance. Now, I want all of us to think of a time in our lives when God raised us up. For some of us, this was a very obvious healing. Maybe we were sick and we were granted God's healing and help. Maybe for some of us, this is not so obvious. Maybe we were nervous about something and God gave us strength. Whatever it is, think about it. But what did we do next? Were we thanking God for his help? Do we repent, recognize our own mistakes and sinfulness? Do we seek out the greater healing, the healing of the soul through repentance? Remember my story about when I was in junior high? Even more powerful than the physical effect of Mr. Skoog lifting me up were his words to me. More important than Mr. Skoog's show of physical strength of lifting me up physically were his words of encouragement to repent when he said to me, if you are sorry, then don't do it again. Even more powerful than the healing of the paralytic is Christ's words to him and Christ's call for all of us to repent. Let us all realize which is the greater healing offered to us. Amen.